Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, I had one of those conversations the other day with a a friend of mine in the hobby. I I love these kind of conversations when you get two people together and you start getting a little philosophical, a little practical. It's it's kind of fun. And we were talking about, excuse me, about botanical method aquariums and kind of what we do and how it sort of fits in the game of aquarium keeping and um, he started talking to me about like biotope aquariums. He said, you know, you kind of go, you guys kind of do, you're kind of into biotope aquariums. And I said, well, I don't know about the word biotope aquarium per se. And I think it gets a little weird when you start using that term. <clears throat> and I'm very happy to see that one of the most popular segments of what we do is to create biotope inspired aquariums. That is aquariums which have been set up to replicate on some levels a specific natural habitat or its function. That's really important. We've been a function first company as opposed to just the aesthetics since our founding. Of course, you know, again, we talk about replicating on some levels and some levels is the key here. We're not talking about an exact biotope aquarium where every fish, every twig, every leaf, every piece of gravel or whatever supposedly needs to be spot on for the locale in order to avoid what amounts to a sound thrashing by the experts that lurk out there on social media. No, I'm not talking about that. We're talking about creating aquariums that are functional representations of wild ecological niches, geographic locales, and habitats, which utilize materials that offer a representation rather than an exact copy of those found in a a stated area. Sure, we can get some of those materials that are exactly what's found in, in, in some regions, but not always. The reality is we've beaten the shit out of repeatedly here is that creating an exact duplicate of virtually any biotope is almost impossible because you'd literally need to source and utilize the exact soil, the exact botanical material, the exact leaves, the exact everything found in your target niche. I mean, I say impossible. I said almost impossible because I suppose someone could get some of this stuff. But the irony with all this is really funny is that the fishes are actually the easiest part of the equation. It's the other stuff that's more difficult to match up. And I suppose it makes sense. That's why, you know, research is so important and taking the time to look at the natural habitats themselves, not just from an aesthetic standpoint, but from a functional standpoint. And the criticisms that you might take when you talk with some of the hardcore biotope elitists, they're, they're kind of nasty. But I often wonder, uh, can these armchair critics who criticize you about every twig and rock or whatever, can they really, can they really discern the decomposing leaves of, I don't know, Javia brasiliensis or Swiatinia macrophylia or Eutrope precatoria from Catapa, guava, jackfruit, apple, beech, oak or whatever? I mean, seriously. And if someone can't source those specific Amazonian origin leaves that I mentioned above, does that invalidate the aquarium from consideration as a biotope aquarium? In some people's standards, that might. By some people's weird dichotomy of inconsistency, that 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 makes sense. But likely they can't. And does it even matter? Whew, I am getting worked up here again. But it's more of the, the attitude surrounding these things that kind of drives me crazy. It's always been my like fear and I don't know, fear, my concern about contests. I guess it brings out some of the worst in people. But the point of my little rant this morning is that I think we all want the same thing. We all want to represent as accurately and faithfully as possible the, the, the functions and the perhaps the aesthetics of the biotopic niches we're into. And that's incredibly cool. But when people get caught up in semantics and petty arguments for the sake of, well, for the sake of being right, who does this help? Who does it hurt? 
doesn't this kind of criticism hurt those who are, let's face it, in a unique position to use their aquarium hobby talents to maybe, maybe reach a few non-hobbyists with their amazing looking aquarium, perhaps raising awareness for the plight of that Borneo peat swamp or that African floodplain that they're modeling their tank after? Does it discourage them from trying again in the future and sharing their work with the world when they take this kind of thrashing? Yeah, I think it does, and I think it sucks. We kind of need to lose our attitude on this thing. I think mini aquariums can accurately be labeled biotope-inspired or biotope-style aquarium. I, I think a lot of the cool work that our community here does is at that level, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. And yeah, my orientation, my personal passion, the passion which led me to found Tannin Aquatics in the first place back in 2015 was to curate, love, and offer my fellow hobbyists the natural materials and ideas they can use to create inspiring and compelling natural style aquariums, functional representations of what we see in nature. To what level of authenticity, you know, that we all inspire to do is the choice of each one of us as individuals. It's, you know, the problem that we have in our world of botanical method aquariums is that, well, you can't always get what you want. It's a reality of the world in which we operate. Much as though I'd love to operate, uh, offer the, the, the leaves of Javier Brasiliensis or whatever, some of these materials aren't always or ever available. One could even make the argument that collecting some items would damage the very habitats that they come from. Some governments forbid or severely restrict the export of certain botanical materials, even fallen dried leaves and seed pods. Many of the materials we source are only available because they're the byproduct of agriculture or other domestic activities, many of which are fortunately sustainable and eco-sensitive. For example, many of our leaves and pods are from family farms or plantations, which grow fruit or utilize the leaves or seed pods for other purposes as well. That's a lucky thing. And at the end of the day, I think that everyone can and should put aside their interpretive differences and come to an agreement that just about any aquarium intended to replicate, on some level, a specific wild habitat, ecological niche, or an area where certain fishes are found is hugely important. Why? Because it calls attention to the habitats and the environments themselves. That's what the whole idea of a biotope aquarium is all about anyway, right? It creates a starting point for discussion, for research, for debate. It raises awareness of the challenges that many habitats face with the encroachment of you know, human activities. It most certainly makes us appreciate the fragility of life, the genius of nature, and the incredible diversity and beauty of our home planet. Even the most poorly executed, by contest standards anyway, even the most poorly executed biotope aquarium, and I'm doing the air quote thing, helps the uninitiated public, or even the hobby community for that matter, to become just a tad more enlightened about nature. It might just stimulate someone somewhere to ask themselves, yeah, is that what it's like in the Atabapo? And maybe, just maybe, they'll open up the iPad and do a little reading on the habitat that was being discussed. Maybe they'll take a crack at creating a representation of this habitat themselves. Maybe they'll research and find and donate to an organization out there that's working to protect it. Call your aquarium a, you know, a reasonable facsimile of a wild habitat. Call it biotope-inspired, natural. Call it whatever you want. It's all good. Stay inspired. Stay curious. Stay diligent. Stay creative, stay brave, don't get worked up like me, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics with a little quick hit today. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tin.